0: Encore provides senior-level, seasoned expertise of people who have had full careers to provide mentoring and support services, leadership to these AmeriCorps interns. So it provides a complementary piece to Civic Spark. And it provides a really neat example of a multi-generational approach where you have people at the beginning of a clean energy career working with People at or near the end of their career to tackle climate and environmental needs of communities.
1: Welcome to Infinite Earth Radio. We believe that in a world of finite natural resources, a smart and sustainable future is only possible by lifting up people and unleashing unlimited human potential. Infinite Earth Radio will not only help you learn from bright, visionary civic leaders who are building smarter, more inclusive, and sustainable communities, but you'll discover how you can bring these ideas to your community. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Hancocks and Vernice Miller-Travis.
2: Welcome back to Infinite Earth Radio, where we talk with thought leaders and change agents who are transforming the future by building smarter, more sustainable, and more equitable communities. This is your host, Mike Hancock's. My co-host, Fernice Miller-Travis, is off on assignment today. We have recently completed a series of interviews with Civic Spark Fellows, Young America Corps volunteers who are working to support carbon reduction and climate change adaptation efforts in communities across California. The Civic Spark program also includes retired professionals who share their project management expertise with the next generation. Encore Fellows serve as regional coordinators providing day-to-day guidance for Civic Spark Fellows, and also act as project managers for teams. Our guest today is Paul Johnson. Paul is president of PEJ and associates a small consultancy which helps clients develop successful clean energy programs. Paul has over 40 years clean energy experience in the public, private, and nonprofit sectors. For the past several years, Paul has worked to develop an Encore Climate Fellows Program within the Encore program in several locations in the West to help communities be more resilient in dealing with climate change. Paul, welcome.
0: Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here today.
2: So, Paul, tell us about your journey and how you personally became involved in the Civic Spark Encore program.
0: Well, thank you, Mike. Yes, And it has been a journey. I first discovered the Encore Fellows Program about four years ago and in particular was very attracted to part of the program uh, known as the Encore Fellowship Network, really key component of the Encore Fellows Program. The Encore program is uh, dedicated to leveraging human capital of very seasoned adult and experienced adult professionals to improve communities in this country and around the world. I was introduced to Encore by Kiff Scheuer, who's currently leading up Civic Spark efforts, but at the time he was with uh, a nonprofit in the Bay Area of California. When I heard about the program and tapping the power of these senior business senior in age and experienced business leaders it really resonated with me for a couple of reasons one it's where i am personally i've worked for well over 40 years and i'm at a point where i've seen a lot that's happened a lot of progress but i i want to give back and i want to help kind of transfer some of the key learnings and and instincts i've got back to the next generation of, of folks uh tackling climate work. And also, just professionally, I've seen a lot that has happened in the climate world and clean energy world. And we've made a lot of progress, but boy, we've certainly got a lot more work to do. A program like this, strengthening nonprofits right on the front lines of dealing with environmental and climate challenges, it just seemed like a great opportunity. And I jumped in into the program and have been working the program in a number of capacities for about uh, four and a half years.
2: So, give us a little background on the program. How does the program work? How long are your, Are the assignments for people who enter into the Encore program? And how are folks compensated? Can you share a little bit of detail on that?
0: Sure, Mike. Be happy to. The key component of the program that I work on is the Encore Fellowship Network, which is kind of refer to themselves as the proof point for the Encore concept. And the Encore Fellowship Network has been around since 2009, and they currently work with partner organizations in 13 different locations around the U.S. and Canada and match seasoned business leaders into fellowships with nonprofits. And they're 1,000-hour fellowships. They're paid fellowships. They're skill-based assignments, and I think one of the really impressive things is it's a very proven approach and proven concept. Since the program started in 2009, we have been able to match uh, Encore Fellows with nonprofit work hosts in over 900 times, so we have a tremendous body of knowledge and experience of how to do this. How to be sure that we make the right match between the the fellows and and fellow and the nonprofit work hosts. One thing I wanted to highlight, my particular interest and focus has been what we call Encore Climate Fellowship. So of the of the body of work hosts, the nine hundred or so work hosts that we've brought into the Encore program, we're looking specifically at developing a core body of of nonprofits that are working on environmental and climate initiatives. So I have matched over 30 work hosts and fellows in the environmental arena, a lot of whom are doing very similar work that the Encore fellows are doing in the Civic Spark program.
2: So uh, an Encore fellow comes into the program, they get an assignment for, it's 1,000 hours for a year, and they get paid $25,000? Yeah. Uh, yes, it, yes. And how is that funded? Does any of that come from the non profits or is there foundation money? Who supports the program?
0: It varies depending on kind of the capabilities of the non-profits. The program does have financial sponsors, foundations, corporations that underwrite the cost of the fellowship. In many instances, non-profits pay a good portion of the cost, at least half of the cost. So it varies by location and the needs and capabilities of the nonprofits. But clearly the cost is, is a factor that we need to address in the program to make it work.
2: Who is a good candidate for the program? What would you look for in somebody who would be a good Encore fellow?
0: That's a good question. I, I, just a few things. You know, You need to be a, at a point in your career that you've accomplished a lot. And you're looking to figure out what you want to do in the next phase of your career, in the next phase of your life. You got to feel passionate about giving back to the community. My particular passion is dealing with climate change and the environment, but you got to have a passion for something. Looking for something and having the passion to give back, I think are really key attributes of someone who wants to be a fellow, somebody who Isn't really interested in retiring or going into another career in advanced stage in life, but they want to, they want to give back. So based on their skills and abilities and experience, most likely we can find a home for them with a nonprofit, but they got to have that passion and they got to realize they want to do something different.
2: And if I'm a non-for-profit and I'm interested in having an encore fellow, what makes a good position? What types of things or what would I need as a non-for-profit that it would make sense to get an Encore fellow?
0: Well, I explain it as kind of, there's two sorts of positions you could have in terms of what the Encore fellow could do. The fellow could have an internal focus or could have an external focus. When I say internal focus, the nonprofit could have a real need for something administrative. They could need a a significant overhaul in their accounting or their HR system. They could have really chronic, their IT systems could be somewhat based in the Stone Age and they want to bring them up to speed. Nonprofit could be looking for somebody with planning or business, strategic planning expertise or legal expertise. So we have a lot of fellows, for example, of bringing somebody in to a climate fellowship people who've had expertise in IT, accounting, HR, in, in another discipline, but really want to talk about and deal with climate change, they could transfer those skills from the discipline they were working in into a nonprofit and really make a difference focusing on the internals of the organization. Or this Encore fellow could look at doing something to help kind of the external outreach of the organization. They could Develop marketing and communication initiatives for the nonprofit, help them reach new sectors that they hadn't in the past. They could design programs or initiatives. I had one fellow I worked with in Arizona, a climate fellow who developed a water conservation program in in Arizona. And his background was very technical, but he really wanted to make a difference. So he worked with his nonprofit work and developed a very successful uh, water conservation program. So long answer, the 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 focus could be internal or external, depending primarily on the needs of the work host, but also the skills of, of the person who wants to be an Encore fellow.
2: Well, if I'm a non-for-profit or a late career professional looking to get involved in the Encore program, where can I go and learn more about this?
0: The place I would suggest is that either the uh, work host or the nonprofit work host or the candidate, just go to org. They've got a wonderful website for the Encore program. It's a portal to bring in people who want to be work hosts and people who want to be fellows. And i suggest that they go to org. Okay,
2: great. So now, how does the Encore program overlap with the Civic Spark program?
0: Actually... It doesn't overlap as much as it complements, and uh, in, in that, it's the Encore program is a partner. is, is partnered with the uh, with the Civic Spark program. Civic Spark has a team approach that works primarily with AmeriCorps folks. That delivers a, a broad array of efficiency, clean energy services, climate services to to jurisdiction partners in. California. Encore provides senior level seasoned expertise of people who have had full careers to provide mentoring and support services, leadership to these AmeriCorps interns. So it provides a complementary piece to Civic Spark. And it provides a really neat example of a multi-generational approach where you have people at the beginning of a clean energy career, working with people at or near the end of their career to tackle climate and environmental needs of communities.
2: So tell us a little bit about the the work that you've been doing as a, I I know you did some work managing the program, but tell us about some of the work that you've done as an actual uh, fellow working with agencies or organizations.
0: Sure. Well, my role in the program working with the Encore Fellowship Network has been to grow the number of nonprofits and fellows within the program that are tackling climate change. And as I mentioned, we've done about 30 so far. I've got about between 5 and 10 in the pipeline that we hope to bring on in the foreseeable future. My role is in the program, in addition to being the champion for, for climate change, is to match fellows with environmental uh, nonprofits so I do the matches arrange the matches between uh, fellows and the nonprofits and then probably the the biggest role I play is once the fellows have been matched with their nonprofit work host we uh, we provide training education and support for them in a cohort process so you know uh, these fellows uh, have thousand hour assignments that they work on an ongoing basis throughout the course of the year with their nonprofits. We have regular meetings of our cohort, which roughly every month to two months, depending on the time of year, where we bring all of the climate fellows together and we talk with fellows about their climate fellows in these cohort meetings, most of which are virtual because fellows are broadly spread uh, around the West in particular, we talk about their fellowship experiences, but also kind of provided them basics on climate 101, the science, you you know, how we know the climate is changing, climate communication, how to talk to people about climate change, climate in the right way, the most positive, constructive way to frame the conversation And also things like links between clean energy and economic development and how doing the right things to deal with climate change can also have a positive economic impact on the community. So what we're doing is trying to take the fellows and show them how they're connected through the cohort with the overall climate discussion and the climate movement.
2: Have you personally had much time? We've had a lot of uh, the Civic Spark volunteers or fellows on the show, and we've been very impressed. Have you had much chance to interact with those folks and oh, mentor yeah. them?
0: Yeah, very, very much so. I just concluded a series of cohort meetings with the Civic Spark fellows uh, wrapped up in in June, and it, it was it's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, there's two sets of people. Mostly, I was working with the encore members of the Civic Spark program, and there were six, and I I knew two of them from previous careers and previous lives. And I, uh, you know, it was great to reconnect with them and have the confirmation that people of my age, people who have been involved in this for a while, that there's a lot of people who think the same way I do. So, and are committed to, to continuing work to address, cl- uh, climate change. So, it was great to reconnect in a very positive way, uh, with, with the very animated and, and engaged Encore fellows that were involved in, in, um, Civic Spark, and, but also I did have some opportunity while I was working with the climate fellows to to interact and engage with the the AmeriCorps fellows, and that was just a real pleasure in terms of having seeing their hope and their optimism, and uh, you know gives me a very very positive perspective on the future. Most of my work, again, through the cohort with Civic Spark, was with the Encore people, but also had a very positive uh, experience with the AmeriCorps.
2: Any big takeaways from doing this work? Any lessons that you've learned? Anything that's surprising that you didn't expect when you started doing this?
0: Well, there's there's several things. You know, it's easy to be pessimistic, but uh, this experience has buttressed my innate optimism about this, but also about this particular phase of my life. Part of that is I've learned Quite a bit over the last few years about climate communication, and I'll, so much depends on how you look at climate change and you know how you describe it. And if you look at it from a local perspective and what individuals can do to make a difference, and how that a lot of individual action can roll up into a broad scale impact, it's it's a very positive message. So it's 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 buttressed my. A real sense of optimism that we can make a difference by individual actions. Anyway, those are a couple of things that come to mind.
2: So, what's your encore? what's What's next for you? Will you had you see yourself continuing to do this for a while? Or
0: I do, I do. I'm, um, you know, I'm just getting started. Uh, (laughs) I want to continue doing this as long as I can and making the difference that I can. It's great. I've retired from. Two careers, I'm now doing exactly what I want to do with the people I want to do it with, and you know as part of my life, I'm doing things with my family and traveling, but it's very important for me to stay involved in things work related pursuits that I feel passionate about. So yes, I'm my encore is more of the same.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. So we have a, a few questions we call the lightning round questions, and these are designed to be kind of short answer questions just off the top of your head. So if you could implement one change or pick one leverage point that you think would lead to smarter, more sustainable, and more equitable communities, what would it be?
0: Well, I mentioned it earlier. I mean, I just am really convinced the leverage point is the way we talk about climate change. It's real easy to talk gloom and doom, the world. You know, the ice caps are melting as they are. You know, global gloom and doom. But if we talk about it from a local personal perspective and structure the dialogue in terms of what individuals can do to reduce their emit carbon footprint and their emissions and work with others locally, I, I think we can make a tremendous difference. Start locally, build it up.
2: Fantastic. So what, what one action could the average listener, somebody who's maybe not working in government, what could that average listener do to help build a more equitable and sustainable future?
0: Well, the one thing that I have just been really amazed uh, about in my 40 plus years in this, in this field is the technological advances we've had in the way we generate power, in the way we transport ourselves around in our personal vehicles, in the way we light our homes. Those have been three massive technological advances. What one thing I would suggest that people do is look at the way they use energy and look at their carbon footprint and see what they can do to make a difference. Look at your transportation choices. One of the biggest contributors to greenhouse gas emissions is auto emissions, uh, truck emissions. But let's focus on auto emissions. What can you do to move yourself from point A to point B in a more efficient, less emitting, you know, greenhouse gas gas emitting way? Look at the way you light your home. Uh, you know, look at high-efficiency, long-term uh, LED lighting for your home to reduce the need for electricity to power your lighting. Look at ways that you might acquire renewable energies to meet your overall electricity needs. Utilities have ways that homeowners and, and businesses can go the green power route. And if you look at those three things, from transportation to lighting to your electricity sources, and how you can make a difference to reduce your emissions, you can make a difference.
2: So Paul, if if you're successful in the work that you're doing, I'm going to twist this question a little bit. If you're successful in the work that you're doing, what does the Encore program look like 15, 20 years from now?
0: Well, I think it certainly will have grown and morphed into something that's kind of second nature. I think I see the future in a very optimistic way, particularly when it comes to, to climate. I think people of my age, um in my generation, I know what my father and in kind of when he was my age, you know, he the last thing he was thinking about was was anything other than a long retirement. I think there's more people my age now that the baby boomer generation that are very definitely thinking about how can I remain productive and how can I make a difference in this phase of my life? So I think the Encore movement in the Encore ethic is reflected in the, again, the Encore Fellowship Network will be second nature to people and more and more and a greater portion of people who are know reach the the traditional retirement age, but aren't ready to retire. They will be thinking of and engaging in Encore careers. And I'm not sure It'll be a variety of disciplines from healthcare to children's issues, to education, to the environment. But I, it's very positive to see more and more people of my generation that are looking at, hey, let's stay active in this. Let's make a difference.
2: Yeah, it seems like so much of our economy and the way it's structured right now was really designed 40, 50 years ago, right? So yes. yeah. Yeah. retirement systems, Social Security, when when Social Security first came into effect. The average person, you know, wasn't expected to live a couple of years on social security. So now you've got these people who are living vital lives for 30, 40 years after retirement. And um, we just need to kind of rethink all of that. So this is a great cutting edge program uh, starting to rethink that. So that's fantastic.
0: I absolutely agree, Mike.
2: Paul, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. We appreciate the work that you're doing.
0: Thank you, Mike. I, again, it's been a pleasure talking with you today.
2: And thank you all for listening. We look forward to you joining us next time on Infinite Earth
0: Radio.
1: Infinite Earth Radio is a podcast produced by SKIO in association with the Local Government Commission. To learn more about Skio, Infinite Earth Radio guests, or how you can make a difference in your community, visit our website at InfiniteEarthRadio.com. Or join us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Infinite Earth Radio and Twitter by following at Infinite Earth Radio.